Welcome to Agile Clips, where we break down Agile into manageable pieces. In today's episode, we discuss, is Agile just for engineering teams? Yes, I think that's a, uh, you know, question that everyone is asking as to uh, where did it start and where else can we use Agile? And I think that has been, as you might have seen everywhere, uh, business agility is becoming a very popular topic uh, across the industry. I think that's when, you know, Steve, you and I were talking about is this only engineering phenomena or something else? So what I noticed is uh, in the beginning, it was all software centric. And that's why it was all in the engineering side. Uh, that's where the teams were being formed, pulling together. But now what I'm realizing is the teams are no longer just engineering teams. You need a vertically stacked team. Let's, let's talk, talk about what the vertically stacked team looks like. So what I noticed is the vertically stacked team has the business, like the product owner is just one part of it. But we need, I've seen teams with the, uh, sometimes the marketing folks in there, sometimes even the sales folks coming in there. So that's on the business side of things. In the engineering side of things, it has expanded to uh, not only the developers and the testers, I see the support team also coming into picture. So what else do you see that that is happening and uh, where is the team role expanding, not just engineering? Is there anything else that you have seen? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even to the point where, where HR Right. That, that isn't directly related to the, delivering the product has to be following the same kind of mindset because the way you compensate people has to change and Correct. you have to think more about how do you compensate the whole team and not an individual. So yeah, HR needs to be involved. And also the HR needs to redefine some of the roles because uh, the managers, the conventional roles are no longer there. Uh, they become... Because the day-to-day stuff and managing the team, that part is gone. So they have to be more on the strategic side. Uh, they also also seen legal compliance. Uh, those kinds of teams, uh, those kind of representation is coming in. Well, to that point, um, I worked for a large Silicon Valley company that whose name everybody would recognize, but I won't name them. <laughs> and uh, I was hiring product owners, and I was given literally 48,000 titles to choose from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you take into account all, all the different levels, so there could sure. be like a product manager level one, level two, level three, and there was no product owner in sight. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but these days, you would see that. You definitely see that. That's true. See, the other thing that I, I was um, training uh, at some healthcare company, and uh, there were some project managers in the training session 
and they were very nervous saying that so what does the project manager do and i was like hmm you know i don't i didn't want to <laughs> come in come as a very rude did you notice that there is no project manager in agile because project management is done by the team the team owns the project management aspect of it but i said well no you know the project manager can morph into so many different things you could be a part of the team or you could be the scrum masters or the you know going to the next level so they they got the picture but that is that is a big difference you know the other thing that i am also seeing that a lot of companies have uh, agile project manager i'm like mm, that's an oxymoron <laughs> you know you, you... yeah you know you say that but the truth of the matter is that when you have really complex programs with many teams even though there's the idea of uh, scrum of scrums and so on but there's so much coordination that's involved outside of the team despite what you said about vertically stacked uh, you have to bring in sales and you have to work with uh, marketing and so on and some of those activities are really best done by someone who doesn't have a direct responsibility with any one team but they're kind of coordinating across the board I mean I agree that you know initially when the teams are getting set up you might need somebody like that but eventually the teams sh- it's teams responsibility to coordinate and then having those things so that there doesn't need to have a separate person to do all this because then wh- what I'm seeing is they revert back to the dependency charts and everything else and that's like oh wow this is you know going back to it creates almost like a scrum fall uh, you know, little bit of scrums little bit of waterfall and then in, in the in, there is a hybrid model yes but uh, as they say if you are if you are we are doing scrum but and the scrum is small and but is bigger <laughs> so <laughs> you know, we, we need to get that but little spark quite smaller and then get the scrum on that side so i when i i'm not opposed to saying that uh, but then designating somebody as a agile project manager um, that creates a, a challenge to the true transformation uh, you might uh, i think what they call um, i think release engineer is lot lot more yes. closer That's to right. agile project manager very as a yes from, from the, from the scaled agile Correct. framework Correct. so yes, so that's absolutely. a very synonymous to do but there is lot more involved with um, releasing some of the things and whatever the coordination is needed ar- around that but yeah uh, so what i noticed is that is something changing i have seen also um, scrum applied onto the uh, intech funnel how you uh, approach the portfolio i think there is one uh, really nice I'll, i'll have to check who is the author of that is uh, they call kanban sandwich so the kanban sandwich idea is the portfolio runs into kanban the engineering using scrum framework and all the support and the release runs into again kanban and yes then you can see the vertical slice of a kanban sandwich and that seems to work so looking at 
uh, is agile only for engineering i guess engineering makes sense to have scrum or uh, a flavor of agile but flavor of agile from kanban's side it makes sense to have at the portfolio level or the uh, release level and the support level so that seems to have got some traction there so you know everyone has a different yeah. way of adopting that I wanted to make a point that ask any CEO, do they want their organization to be agile? Everybody's yeah. going to say yes. So just by definition, they want the whole organization to yeah. be agile. And what's been found time and time again is that there's a lot of focus put on the engineering team, double the performance of the, the engineering team and everybody celebrates, but it took you know months of discussion to get to the point where engineering could even start working on software features, yeah. let's say, and then marketing is not ready to deliver to the market. So improving exactly. one part of the whole life cycle is, doesn't make sense, and you really have to do end-to-end -end optimization. Exactly. I mean, funny you should mention that because I'm working at one, one of the, my clients. It's, uh, they wanted to build this uh, DevOps CI, CD, and I said, yeah, that's great. You can build this continuous integration, continuous deployment, you know, all the platform. But I said, if the teams are not ready and if they are not sending the things that will fit the CI/CD platform or the pipe, otherwise, you know, you are building a expressway and everyone is using electric scooters. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they, I think that phrase got to them like, oh, so you want us to increase the speed of the teams to us? Yeah, they need to get to that point so that fit the CI/CD pipeline to the team speed so that you will get and then keep on increasing. I said, oh, okay, we can do that. <laughs> but yeah, that, as you were saying, that you know, it needs to go end to end. It's not only reduce the uh, batch size from the portfolio side so that the teams can handle it in the right way. So that's why they have to be part of it, and that's where they need to the business and all the other folks need to have that ability to do it and streamline their side like for example i was talking to them about um, another technique that uh, safe uses the weighted shortage job first i said yeah, can you get a normalized way of prioritizing your features or, or epics or whatever and they were like what do you mean by that? So when we went through that, they said, oh, this is a lot more uh, objective. There is no, you know, somebody pushing their uh, biggest, uh, like hippo <laughs> kind of a scenario or um, somebody who is more aggressive can put their uh, project in front. And uh, when they looked at that, they realized, oh, that's what means by batch sizing and smaller batches and all those things. So it's, it's a learning process, but agree that it starts with engineering and then diverges to the front uh, no, uh, earlier process. So you mentioned Hippo. That's the highest paid person in the room. In the room yeah, 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 highest yes. per, uh, paid person's opinion. That oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and that happen that happens at the uh, you know bigger or even smaller companies, uh, and then they they try to muscle their way in. And uh, they realize, oh, we can't deliver. <laughs> Some people don't like that term, but hey, that's the reality.
So let me just throw a little tip for our audience. So if you're in a situation where you're getting people to uh, participate in the decision and and you want to get everybody to speak up, start with the people who are not the highest paid person right. in the room, because otherwise they will be influenced by the first person who speaks. So get it kind of bottom up so the that person with the opinion can hear other people's opinions yeah, they, and may even yeah, change yeah, yeah. their mind. And the other thing, I think you, you used to do that. I remember when we were doing the brainstorming, um, you used to force everyone to uh, say their idea, don't elaborate, just list it on the, on, the, uh, on the board. And then people would start putting the, the, their votes in it. So one of the, the, the things that we had used, like uh, dot voting, get everything in front and then people, no discussion, just in silence. That Yep, just go around the table yeah. in a circle and if you have something to say, say it and it probably stimulates the next person to Can come it. up with an idea. And if you don't have anything to say, you just yeah. say pass. You do it in a time-limited yeah. way, time-boxed. And if people just run out of ideas, then exactly, you stop early. Exactly. So I, I ran a session like that not long ago, and literally in 60 minutes, we got 99 wow. ideas documented, which we then processed to come up with a rough estimate of the effort involved mm -hmm. in you know, developing such features, um, just a rough right. estimate of how much business value right. we thought there was, divided That's the it. two, and that okay. gave us a high-level ROI, and yeah. we prioritize yeah, exactly. them if we went. And that filters out a lot of noise, that's for sure. And, you know, it, it comes down to, and, and uh, as, as they were saying, it moves the decision-making to the left because not only the business has a, a, a voice in it, the delivery team also has a voice in it. So then it almost becomes a reality check. So, yeah, uh, I think that's where true Scrum really starts. Good. I think we uh, covered this awesome. topic. So um, let's uh, just say goodbye to our okay. dear listeners. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, come back in the next podcast with uh, another interesting yeah. topic. That's a promise. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, Bye everyone.